Coming to you from the long-running music review website, adobeandteardrops.com. Both got hooked on the sweet temptation. Bringing you all of the amazing music that you're missing. I found my piece hidden in the story. My death will hold no need for mourning. From New York to Florida and all around the world, Rachel and Vaughn bring you the Adobe and Teardrops podcast. Both got hooked on the sweet temptation. Some ethical final destination. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 92 of Adobe and Teardrops. I was curious, so right before recording this, on Monday the 9th, I looked up the anniversary date of Adobe and Teardrops, and it turns out it was just this past Saturday on the 7th. We also, as you know, since I'm pretty sure you can count on your fingers and toes, uh, the 100th episode of the Adobe and Teardrops podcast is going to come up in January. So I'm trying to think about what fun things should I do for episode number 100, But then also, what can I do in two years to celebrate the 10th anniversary of my media? Well, it's not an empire. Maybe it's a fiefdom? Like a duchy? Yeah. Maybe just a city block. Maybe just an apartment. But yeah, I feel like that's something to celebrate, though. There's some cool stuff I've accomplished as a result of just not taking this super seriously. I mean, seriously enough to keep doing it, but not, like, knock myself out for eight years. And what can I do to reward myself? So if you have any thoughts, just let me know. Uh, I have also spent this weekend sort of focusing on my other artistic pursuits. I tabled at a crafts fair for the neighborhood uh, at this yoga studio that is run by this very uh, uptight white lady. Another way to say that, yet she is a yoga instructor, so I don't know. I feel like uh, my therapist uses the phrase wounded healer a lot, and I think that is very much about me, and I think that's very much uh, the case with her, perhaps. Um, So a lot of the people who attend it, because I did this um, holiday market last year, a lot of the people who attend it are people with young children who take classes at the art studio that is also in this... um, yoga slash art studio space. Uh, so it's always interesting to sell my not quite violent uh, comic book to these kids. Um, but I just saw <laughs> I met the worst child in the world <laughs> this past Saturday. He was like a two-year-old. Very cute. His dad was just kind of like really just hanging on by a thread there. And I was sitting next to the table run by the, the children's like art school that is usually in that space where the market is. They were selling like all kinds of like artistic books and like toys and things like that. And (sighs) this little boy, like I said, probably not much older than two, was like fascinated by one of these pop-up books, but then like would not leave when dad asked him to. And uh, then he turned around and knocked over some of my stuff, didn't say sorry, which is like fine because he was two. And then he saw that I was, like, handing out candy canes for free, and he takes one without asking. And (laughs) Dad's like, 
come on, you got to put it back. And he's like, no, I want a candy cane. Can I have one? And I'm like, I don't know what to do or say here. And then the dad's like, you got to put it back or you're going to break it. So the kid looks his dad, this is a two-year-old boy, straight in the eye, stone cold, breaks the candy cane. <laughs> I think actually that might be when he turned around and asked me if he had to pay for the candy cane. So there you go. Uh, it got this song stuck in my head by Brian Fallon called Little Nightmares. And from his most recent album, uh, Sleepwalkers. And I was going to play a song from that album anyway, but now that whole album is just running through my head. Um, Vaughn did play a couple songs from here, including Little Nightmares, when the album came out last year, I believe. And he and I kind of talked about how I really hated Brian Fallon's first post-Gaslight Anthem album, uh, Painkillers. But then I got into this one, Sleepwalkers, it pretty much sounds like a Gaslight Anthem album to me. And they're just some of the most beautiful love songs I've ever heard on there. If you get a chance, you should really just listen to the whole thing. I'm going to play one of those songs right now. It's called Etta James from Brian Fallon's most recent album, Sleepwalkers. Patreon listeners, you'll get to hear one of the other ones called Come Wander With Me.
someone else on your mind Do you lie to someone with me on your mind Now Etta James hit that symphony Cause she drifts through my
After Brian Fallon, you heard Two Ways Home. They are a self-described Anglo-Austrian duo. And I thought their music was really catchy, but also kind of feels like it would totally belong on American country radio. The first song was Out on the Road. After that was Best Part of Me for Patreon listeners. Both of those songs were on their EP, Closest Stranger. And we texted a little bit, but I think because of the time difference, I haven't heard back from them yet. But they do have an album coming out in February. So if you liked what you heard, you've got that to look forward to. After that, you heard Sweet Fever, who represent, I guess, what's kind of like the next sort of evolution of music coming out of Nashville. The sort of 70s country soul. Like, I'm not really going to complain about it too much. But I'm going to be pretty picky about who I see playing it. (laughs) Um, I fell in love with classic rock when I was a kid, and that's what led me to this kind of music to begin with. So it kind of feels like it's going full circle. But uh, yeah, I think there are certain aspects of like 60s and 70s classic rock that I don't think we really need to repeat, like uh, cultural appropriation, sexism, racism hitting on underage girls, you know, a lot of that stuff. I'm not accusing Sweet Fever, the band, of doing any of that, but I'm just saying as we move into 2020, and this seems to be the sound that a lot of people are picking up on, uh, I think I'm just humbly requesting that we all keep our ears out for that kind of thing. Uh, But I really enjoyed this song, Needle and Gold, by Sweet Fever, and I'm excited to see what this band does next. So another thing I did this weekend on Sunday after the art market, uh, we spent a blissful day watching Star Trek Next Generation all day long. And then there's this person who's been organizing like queer meetups in my neighborhood because a lot of queer people my age like live in Brooklyn, refuse to leave Brooklyn, are surprised if perhaps you don't live in Brooklyn, assume that you live in Brooklyn. And if you have been reading this blog for the past eight years or listening to this podcast for the last two, fuck Brooklyn, man. I'm over it. I was over it in 2011 when Williamsburg was a cool place to hang out. Over it now that Bushwick is a cool place to hang out. Been over it. Uh, And finally, I have found other queer people who feel the same way. There's nothing wrong with people who live in Brooklyn. A lot of my favorite people, including people who are listening to this podcast, live in Brooklyn. But I'm tired of going to Brooklyn. That's all. And so uh, a very enterprising individual made a Facebook group so that we could have some meetups and hangout times up here because there are a lot of queer people in Upper Manhattan. This is where a lot of working actors and musicians live, but like actual working actors and musicians, not necessarily people living on trust funds. And there's a lot of creativity and amazing stuff happening up here. So... This was the first time I finally got to go to one of the events, and it was great. Like, definitely my people, like, geeky, uh, really unpretentious. Most of the people are people who are assigned uh, female at birth for a long time. Uh, Most of the queer scene up here was and is for cis gay men, so it was exciting to meet a group of people who are, the majority of whom are not that. And... It was just really nice to get to know a bunch of my neighbors, and I'm really jazzed about it. Looking forward to meeting more of them and getting to know people better, because I think it's just important to be able to walk down the street and say hi to more than one person. 
Uh, <laughs> so, I swear I picked these songs out, like, weeks in advance. And then I kind of moved this set around so that it would make sense with what I wanted to talk about. But, in case you did not know, <laughs> Melissa Etheridge, speaking of queer people, did release an album this summer called The Medicine Show. And my sense of it is if you are of an age where you've been a Melissa Etheridge fan for a really, really long time, you will love this album. I felt a lot of the songs on it felt a little hokey to me because it really leans into, I mean, naturally, right? Like the kind of music she has been writing since like the late 90s. Uh, but some things you will learn about Melissa Etheridge on this album is that she is a top. I'm pretty sure that isn't the second song that Patreon listeners are going to hear. Um, but I wanted to foreground this song, Love Will Live, because as somebody who listens to thousands and thousands and thousands of songs to screen them for the podcast and the blog, I've listened to many, 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 many a song that is linked to uh, sexual assault and the experience, the emotional experience of dealing with it, not the actual experience. Um, and then the experience of coming forward to tell other people about it. And a lot of those songs, well, you don't, there's a reason you aren't hearing them on here. I think it, it's very difficult to have to turn down a song where somebody is sharing like their most difficult truth. Um, and it's a difficult truth that in many ways I share with these songwriters, but in terms of like a song or if I feel like, um, that particular song approaches it in a way that I think is like different or useful or notable enough that I think it's worth sort of picking out of an unfortunately large number of songs about this topic. Um, I think I just lost track of how I wanted to finish that sentence. But my point is like this one really did stand out to me. At least I had an emotional response to it compared to many of the other ones I've heard. So that first song is Love Will Live by Melissa Etheridge. Unclear if it's released unclear if it's based on any of her personal experience, but I thought as a song it works really well. So that is from Melissa Etheridge's latest album, The Medicine Show. Patreon listeners, you're going to hear Wild and Lonely after that. I can smell the lies like it me out of here. 
to the straight guys that question her how it gets turned inside out oh Dodge. 
a farm queen rodeo to see no hottest thing you've ever seen. Little Mr. John Wayne gonna be put to shame. Don't need a pair of balls just to get in the way. You can get more done with a clean workspace. So at the beginning of the set, you heard Melissa Etheridge. After that, you heard Cindy Lee Berryhill from her album from the early 90s called Straight Out of Maryville. She recently re-released this album along with one of her other ones. She was one of the big like anti-folk artists on the scene in the Lower East Side. I picked Diane because I kind of appreciated the sort of punk and folk sort of nature of the song. The second one that Patreon listeners got to listen to is called Unknown Master Painter. And I really, if you don't know who she is, because I didn't know who she was before I got this CD mailed to me. (laughs) Just what an incredible songwriter. I had a really hard time picking two songs. I kind of just liked Diane because I enjoyed conjuring in my mind like a, a lesbian bar in the Lower East Side in like the early 90s. But, like, each of these songs is, like, so creative and, like, quirky and, like, masterfully constructed. There's a seven-minute cover of Season of the Witch. (laughs) Like, it's just, I'm so blown away by her, and I would say it's probably my fault that I've never heard of Cindy Lee Berryhill before this. Uh, Straight out of Maryville. Probably has more, like, country or folk influences than some of her than the other album I listened to that was also recently reissued, but they're both fantastic. So this is just like a tiny taste of how like wild and weird <laughs> a ride both of those albums are. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I know that at the, it's the end of the year and people are sort of digging, looking back at like their top 10 lists or top 10 lists of the decade, which I still haven't decided if I'm going to do a decade list because that's a lot. Um, but we are almost at a decade of Adobe and Teardrop, so I could probably I'd happily put an episode together of my favorite albums that I've covered on the blog and the podcast so far. But all that's to say, this would definitely be on that list if it were a new album, and it will if I end up doing like a greatest of all time uh, episode, I'll probably put it on that episode. After that, you heard Sarah Peacock's new single, Lady MacGyver. She's also a queer country singer. And I wrote about this video on The Boot, so if you are curious to hear more about the video, you can click on that link in your show notes. But one thing I was really impressed with in the video is that she does have a band of all women, and having 
been paying attention to the role of women in country and alt country slash Americana since I've been writing this blog. <laughs> Part of the reasons I started writing this blog. Uh, she's one of the few who actually have any kind of woman or non-binary or trans person in their backing band. I would say most, I would say all actually of the women who are kind of leading the charge in Nashville right now have all male, practically all white backing bands, and perhaps that will change soon. But I think the representation needs to be seen or heard in all parts of the stage and recording booth, not just who happens to be writing the songs and standing in front of the microphone. So that that's my sermon on that. Uh, I wrote a note to myself to talk about top 10 lists and trends in country music. Um, I think I might need a little more time, though, to sort of think about what was different about 2019. I mean, definitely there has been a lot more attention paid to women artists of color and queer artists, uh, at least among like the music critic world, even if that's not true of necessarily like the more mainstream media outlets like for country music, that is, like um, the radio. Uh, but it's exciting to see among like the people who kind of take the extra step to care more about music, so hopefully that is going to translate to casual listeners. Uh, you'll hear my top 10 after the new year. I just want to be selfish and take some time to think about it. But a lot of the magazines and such I've been writing for have been asking for votes for their lists, so I will probably actually put the list together tomorrow. So with that being said, I want to go into like a sort of mix of old favorites and new favorites. One of the bands that has really inspired this whole blog was my adolescent love of a band from New Orleans called Cowboy Mouth. The first album of theirs that I heard was called Word of Mouth, and I love every single song on that album. In fact, the name Adobe and Teardrops comes from a Cowboy Mouth song called Man on the Run. But I realized I don't really play much Cowboy Mouth on the podcast, and that's kind of a silly oversight of mine. So this is Rose on Fire by Cowboy Mouth from the album Word of Mouth. And Patreon listeners, you'll also get to hear Where Will You Go? It's enough to make you bleed And it's enough to make you drunk It's enough to make you see and it's enough to make you hurt Standing on the ground You don't sound You gotta show the way you stand Cause your rules are fire Empty all your guns, give it all you got She's a rose on fire She's a rose on fire
After Cowboy Mouth, you heard Mavis Staples with her new album, We Get By. And it's just a coincidence that I picked these two songs. First one was Sometime. Patreon listeners, you got to listen to Anytime. This album is really powerful in a lot of ways. Mavis Staples, of course, is legendary. And we're, I'm so thankful to have been able to see her live opening for Brandy Carlisle. And she's truly like a moral compass in her own right. And then Ben Harper, wonderful harmonica player, who Von is a huge fan of. He helped produce this album. And it's just like, it'll make the little hairs stand up on your arms. After that was Michelle Hannon with He's Too Far Gone, just a single. And I thought it was kind of like a good way to sort of spin out the sort of love fest and hopefulness into maybe like, it's rooted in uh, some unfortunate circumstances. So. Well, we are already at our last set. I need someone to tell me if I say that before every last set that uh, I do for the podcast. Do you like having 12 songs on the podcast, by the way, instead of 10? If you have any strong thoughts, let me know. But I did start including, like, two more artists on the podcast because I felt like I was constantly doing, like, new, 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 new music and wasn't really taking time to kind of go back and listen to stuff I've enjoyed from the past or even adjust, like, play music that just happens to be on my mind for the week. So one of those songs is Suzanne Vega's Gypsy from her second album, Solitude Standing. I learned this song actually at summer camp. Uh, it was a song we sang at our nightly sing-alongs, like right before bed. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure my sister's listening to this, so I feel a little embarrassed saying this, but like listening to this song, I was like, oh, this is what it's going to be like as an adult, like, when I, like, sexual, and I think it kind of gave me, like, a little bit of an awakening, I guess you could say. Uh, I, I don't, not really sure what, like, it had me think about it, but clearly there's, like, a lot of love songs <laughs> in this episode, so I think that means I'm in, like, a pretty good place, like, definitely a better place than when I started the blog eight years ago. Uh, <laughs> after that, you're gonna hear Troubadouo with a song called A Better Hell, this is a duo that has like a really fascinating story. It's comprised of Bryson and Jill Van Cleave. They started the duo as friends, and then it blossomed into something else. They toured in an RV called the Sea Turtle, and they ended up delivering their very first baby, Jedediah, on tour in that RV. So they decided to take a break, move to Arkansas to try their hand at organic farming, and have since decided that they want to turn their energies back to music. And from the sounds of A Better Hell, I think it's a good thing they have, and I'm hoping that there's going to be more music from where that came from. And after you hear them, you're going to hear Were We. It's a solo project of Philly-based singer-songwriter Stephen Martino, and I think it kind of has like the sort of neurotic dourness <laughs> that really appealed to me. And the song is called Making Art. So if you want to send me some music, you can do that through submithub.com. You don't have to pay for your submissions. I'll listen to all of them. If you want to send me money and not have me listen to your music, 
You can do that through Ko-fi as a one-time payment, buy me a little cup of coffee, or find me on Patreon. You'll get to hear extra long episodes. You'll get exclusive playlists. I just posted one. You'll get to hang out with me on Discord while I record an episode. If you want to find out more about me or find out how to get in touch with me, you can do that on my link tree, which is in the show notes. I have a comic book and prints for sale in case you want something cool for a loved one for the holidays. So enjoy these last sets of songs, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. In music we trust, in music we believe.
please do not ever look for me, but with me you will stay. And you will hear yourself in song blowing by But now hold me like a baby that will not fall asleep. Curl me up inside you Two hearts break
All original content is copyright Adobe and Teardrops. All original music is copywritten by their respective artists.